Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ann and Ellis Podcast. No, God, please, no! Welcome back. Happy 2024. Yeah. Long time no see. I feel like we, I feel like we say that a lot. I know. We, but we talk to each other all the time, but we just don't see each other that often. You're and now it's off a, jet setting, doing Megan Knatt's things, Beth I guess. Dutton. Going uh, through Yellowstone on snowmobiles. I've never been on a snowmobile before. So when you were sending me those pictures and videos of what you were seeing, it was pretty incredible. I can't even incredible. tell you life, like life-changing, life-altering experience. One of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. And you life. said you were going up to about 40 miles an hour? We were going 40 miles an hour, which is really fast on a snowmobile. Okay, so... In my opinion. So many questions for you. Number one, are you... Did you rent them and you just follow trails and... Yeah, so it is... It's with a group uh, that does it, that does tours. Okay. So Yellowstone in the winter, cars are not allowed. You can't go into Yellowstone once... They during the season, the once it snows, right? The only things that can go into Yellowstone are tour groups. So they have snow coaches, so you can ride along in this warm van and go through Yellowstone and then the snowmobiles. And they're done through, I don't know. The one question I had is, could an individual just ride your snowmobile into Yellowstone? I, I don't know. Not, right? So it's with a tour group. I would, I agree. I would, I would think they would say no because people are stupid and yeah. would do weird things. So we got there, I booked it. Um, it was our Christmas gift to our kids. Uh, I thought it'd be a really cool experience for them and booked it through this group. We get there. It's a eight to five kind of situation. So we had to drive, uh, get up really early. You get there and you're assigned a guide and there was about 10 people in our group and there's probably 10 groups. There's probably a hundred snowmobiles going Whoa. in. Yeah. And we booked doubles, which I was actually really glad we did. So you can be a single rider or a double. Okay. It's less expensive. And and I just thought that would be kind of fun. So it was four degrees that day. Oof. <laughs> did you pack all the stuff? Knowing that you were going to do this, yeah. you packed heavy. We, Brian, my husband is nothing if not ultra prepared for all the kind of stuff. He has that. the level four under armor body gear. He, everybody had great boots. We did learn a few things though. I will share if you're ever interested in doing this. Actually, I think everybody should do it. It looked incredible. DJ looked like David, David's here today. Thank you, David. Hey guys. Um, would you use snowmobile, David? Are you into cold weather activities? I've never done it, but I would definitely try it. Yeah, it, you seems need like to. fun. It's 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 something that I think everybody should experience if it if it interests you at all. Yeah. So we had all of the layers. You rent. You can rent snowsuits and equipment from them. Okay. Um, you have to rent a helmet unless you bring your own. So we rented the helmets. We had all the other gear our, ourselves. So layers and all the things. Um, but it was four degrees. I do not recommend doing it if it's Ugh. below 20 because it's not just four degrees. When you're going 40 miles an oh, hour yeah. on a snowmobile, it's like negative. It's like 50. 40 mile yeah. an hour winds. It was time. so cold. So we get there. It takes about an hour to get everybody um, geared up. Our guide was Amy. She was amazing. She is, was the longest tour guide um, that's been there the longest. You could just tell she was one of those people. I just love this energy. She's like, all right, we're going out today. You know, here's what we're doing. Like, no bullshit. Like, yeah. you want to live or die. Yeah. You know, it wasn't that. The intense. choice is yours. But kind of like, just do what I say, and I'll make sure you're safe and fuck around. Excuse my language. Bleep me. Um, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> she coming in hot Whoa. in 2024. That was Amy's energy. She was like, you know, you're don't don't like don't yeah. fuck around, right? Fuck around and find out, man. So. I rode first, Ashton and Brian were together, Jack and I were together. So Ashton and Jack were driving. And she's like, so this is something I learned. Sorry, this is going to get really long, but I think it's interesting. Yeah, okay. yeah let's go. It's our podcast. So, yeah. Yeah, it is. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so um, snowmobiles need a lot of snow 
coming up under them to stay cool. That's how they work, right? Got so okay. if there's not a lot of snow kicking up under it, they overheat really easily. And there was not a lot of snow. So she said, we have to go fast to kick up a lot of snow or you're going to overheat and you're going to stall. Okay. That's a problem. So she's like, you keep a snowmobile's length between the one in front of you, but no, you know, no more, no less, because if you're going slow, you're going to stall. Okay. So we're like, okay, so she's first. And we literally were in a line. And so the first hour was us driving from their location, which is outside the park into the park. So it wasn't fun, and it was just an hour of going 40 miles an hour. It was overcast and four degrees, and I hated myself. I'm like, what have I done? I, like, my wrist, like, you know, you got your glove and then your coat. Like, that much was, and I'm like, it was, like, burning. I'm sure. I was, like, even just that little bit of skin. She's like, if you have any skin exposed, you're screwed. So we were all, like, masks, all this stuff. The equipment that we should have had would have been goggles, so because you wear the helmet, but if, but it just kind of gets fogged up. So if you have like good snowmobile goggles, I would have wished I would have had those and better boots. We had good boots, but not the best you can buy. And that made a big difference. So now we have Brian bought us all the really good boots. Wow. You guys are going to buy snowmobiles? Uh, no, I don't think so. I just think we would go do that again. Yeah. It, man, that yeah. So fun. So Baffin is the name, the brand of boots that she, cause I'm like, what boots are you wearing, Amy? You've been yeah. doing this for 30. She's like Baffin. They're Canadian. They're the best. We all have Baffin boots now. So anyway, so for the first hour, I literally was like, I hate this. Yeah. Then you stop and you can go into this warming shed. Um, so everybody, you know, hundreds of people get off their snowmobiles and we went in there and people, this woman was like, I'm quitting. Is there a bus <laughs> that could go pick me up? <laughs> I'm like, I know it's like hey, yeah. brutal, right? Yeah. So you warm up for a little bit, go to the bathroom, you get back on. And then it was better because we weren't going as fast because we were in the park. So we were, we would go and we would stop if there was something to see. And Yellowstone is beautiful in the summer. It is breathtaking in the winter. You were sending me those pictures. I could not believe. There's waterfall and the trees and the, I mean, it's just, and I actually never drove which I love to drive, but I never drove. I for sure thought I would be fighting somebody to want to drive. I wanted to just gawk and look yeah, around. for sure. And you can't, when you're driving, it's serious. For I sure. was so proud of my kids. I mean, we're going 40 miles an hour. It's not easy terrain. I mean, it's manicured, but you know, and they're just like badasses just driving. They've never driven a snowmobile before. So you were with Brian? Uh, we switched off and on. So, and Brian, yeah. So like the first round, Ashton and Jack drove, Brian and I were passengers. And then for the majority of it, Ashton and Jack rode together and traded off and on and Brian drove ours and I rode behind him. Did anybody wreck in your group? Not your family, but with um, that many people, you would think you'd you'd have some idiots. um, They stalled, one group stalled because, and she, Amy, so it was Amy and then Ashton and Jack and then Brian and I, and then this crew behind us. And so she, every once in a while, she drove it standing up Wow, the whole way. I'm like, how do you keep on doing that? Okay. So she turns around every once in a while and all of a sudden she's like, so she pulls over. So we all pull over and she goes back and there were three of us and everybody else was back. And I thought someone wrecked. And so we were sitting there for like 10 minutes and the couple behind us was like, should we go back? And we're like, I don't sure. They'd stalled. And she was letting them have it. She's like, you're going too slow. You can't do that. So we had to sit there and wait for 20 minutes for their thing to cool down. So anyway, when you go in, um, we took the route that went into Old Faithful, which I've seen Old Faithful before. There's another route you can take, which maybe we'll try another time. But so we went in, um, got to see the geysers, stopped a few times, stopped. There were coyotes out in this field. And so we all pulled over and they kept going around kind of by the shrubbery and we couldn't figure out what they were doing. They were eating a dead bison. Oh, that had died naturally. And so we watched that for a little bit. Then a few bison as we're going through pretty cool, get to old faithful. That was our lunch stop. Okay. So here's another interesting thing. I think this is hilarious. So you can pay 17, $18 for a sack lunch from them. It's a Turkey sandwich and chips. I'm like, I'm not, I'm bringing my own. Right. So I packed lunches for all of us. The snowmobiles have like a compartment on the back. So like a full backpack fit in there, brought water, all that stuff. So we get there because they said they weren't sure if the cafes would be open. So if you brought your own lunch, you had to go to this yurt, which was not heated, okay, to eat. 
if you wanted to buy the cafe was open you could go and buy lunch there and that's where the bathrooms were so we get we get it our stuff's frozen our water is now frozen our sandwiches are frozen and we're like starving and cold and so the kids and i walk to the yurt brian goes to the bathrooms we get into this yurt and ashton's like shaking this really nice family gave us some coffee like we had nothing hot we're like our sandwiches we're like <laughs> and it felt like like survival like we were like you know obviously we paid to do this but it was so cold brian comes over he's like the cafe is open it's hot in there like so we taught threw our food away walked back yeah Undressed, got warm. Jack's eating a hamburger and he's like, this is the best <laughs> meal I've ever had. So we got to take about an hour break. You could go watch Old Faithful. We're like, no, we've yeah. seen it. We're yeah. not. We're staying yeah. in where it's warm. Yeah. Get back on. And then the coolest thing at the end of the day, we're leaving the park. I mean, we're on our way back out. Again, so many cool stops and things to see and beautiful scenery. There was a herd of bison on the road. Like, a hundred babies, wow. adults, whatever on our road where we're driving. And I'm like, do we stop? What do we do? Right. And she's like, we just go. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we, and at this time I, again, was so impressed with my kids driving these things, but riding with Jack versus riding with Brian was a different experience. I felt more like my life was in my hands a little bit. With um, Jack driving. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't as yeah. safe <clears throat> feeling. Yeah. It's going so fat. And Jack was a little bit like, mm, you know, and I'm like on the back, you know, and we're these bison. So she's like, just keep going. Right. So we're going and I'm from here to the wall, probably to these massive bison. And we're going and we just had to go alongside of them. And at the very end, this one turned its head and looked like right into my soul. And Jack floored it. And we <laughs> Hope you were all having fun I know, I'm like, driving please, around please my don't. house. I was literally like, we're not going to hurt you. We're just passing by. We're just passing. I mean, if they had changed their minds and turned wow. and ran at us, I mean, I don't know. We were on a snowmobile. We can go fast, but they're pretty fast and they're pretty huge. Yeah. I mean, but I, the only thing I regret I have is I couldn't have my camera. We were going so fast and it was so cold. I couldn't have my camera out to film. I wish I could have. So the pictures you sent me is when you stopped. stopped. Yeah. I wish I could have filmed the ride. Um, yeah. And you could have done a GoPro. Should ask. Somebody had one. I know. Yeah, I would have had a GoPro for you. Hook that bad boy onto your helmet. That would have been that really would be cool. cool. So next trip or when you go, because you have to do it. It's just it's so exhilarating. The beauty, the ability to be that close to nature and wildlife, unless that freaks you out. So no, not at all. So from the time you left, from the time you got back, was how long? Eight a.m. We arrived. Took off at nine. We were back at four thirty. So it's that's all a, day. That's a long day. It's all day. Did you have to refuel? No. Wow. No. Um. And no. H how many miles total do you think you traveled? Uh, sixty-four. She said. Sixty-four miles. Yeah. yeah. Round trip. Wow. It was sixty-four miles. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it was life. I mean, it was like you. Everybody. If you know, <clears throat> there's certain people. Kids. Um. I felt like as fast as we went, I would have been concerned a child yeah. would fly off, yeah. right? Like, I don't know. There were a couple of younger, maybe 10, 12-year-olds. To me, I was like, unless they, you know, if, like the back has a back and then it has these arm wraps that come around so I could hang on. And I never felt like I was going to fly off, but it, it was scary as yeah. fast as we were going. Are you going like up hills or is the no, train pretty, pretty flat. flat? Okay pretty flat um on that path um but fast and you know it's you going 40 miles an hour so if you would crash i mean you could be really hurt i can't right? believe nobody crashed yeah we did it i mean she said that the day before somebody did um so and somebody had to be life flighted out of there so it's not a like you'd be careful think how many journeys amy's been on amy's been yeah I mean, I'm sure this is just, yeah. Isn't that crazy? I should have asked her how many. And she said she does a summer tour too, but. Are those on four wheelers or something? Yeah, must be. I don't know. And then this is the, again, I am a big weenie. You know, I'm not at like rough outdoor. I love the outdoors. But then the whole time there were these snow tours going through as well, people in bands. And we're out there freezing and roughing it. And I every time I pass them, I was like, wimps. They're in t-shirts. Hey, guys. Yeah. They're like, they had their hot coffee and they're trying, and we're like. So not, it was, she said that was the coldest, one of the coldest it's ever been. Is that? So, that was not fun. So you're saying that was 
early in the year to do that? Or it just, it depends. No, on... so they start it in December. It goes like December through March um, is when you can do it. When do they get the most snow out there? I guess it probably varies. They right? normally have a ton of snow by now. Okay. This is a very weird year. So they start getting snow. They're supposed to open. Like they usually have snow in October. Um, ski season is supposed to start early November. This year it didn't start till December 15th, um, where my daughter is, which is very late. And they still don't have a lot of the runs open because there's not enough snow. Okay. And then Yellowstone, actually, we were the last run before the National Park Service closed it. So it's, you can't, they're closing it now because there's not enough snow. So I never thought about that being an issue when I booked it back yeah. in the summer. I was like, of course there'll be snow. So it, there has to be snow. I get it. Um, now that I understand how snowmobiles actually work, like they need the snow up under them or they overheat. They're not meant to just run on, you know, that sounds here. super fun. I, uh, but the thing to. is, it's like, I don't have that kind of snow gear. And I mean, well, you can rent the suits yeah, from them. It's like yeah. a full body suit. You would just want layers underneath yeah. and like good gloves. Yeah. I mean, we'll hook you up. We'll let, we'll lend you some of our stuff. Yeah, some of those Canadian boots. The Baffin boots are the Baffin. way to go. Yeah. it My feet <clears throat> and my face. So you have to wear, like, the only thing that should be, like, you have to wear a face mask, a yeah. good one up to yeah. here. And then I would have, if goggles. I go again, I would get goggles. And then you just you just lift the shield up on mm -hmm. your helmet and wear your goggles. Oh, okay. Because, um, that I mean, anything that the wind could touch, like, we got done, our faces were bright red and yeah 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 it was it was 64 really mile round trip that's yeah that's uh that's a trip it was yeah it was all day i mean i mean we did a lot of driving so yeah. there's a little bit of stopping but it's pretty much all driving um so beautiful so incredible that's cool so yeah that's it was cool. a once in a lifetime well not i mean i'd like to go back i would do it again i would like to go out there we're, we're figuring out what we're going to do, where we're going to go. I think, um, <clears throat> Asher, if you're watching this, cause I know he likes to sneak on Ooh. YouTube and watch our podcast, which I can appreciate. Thank you, Asher, but pause it and I'll make sure he doesn't. We might surprise the kids and go out to Las Vegas Ooh, fun. in March. Um, Melissa does this travel hacking okay. through, um, certain credit cards yeah yeah and so, i've got that card same card yeah long story short you have as many of your expenses whether it's personal or business go through certain types of credit cards that give you certain types of incentives and you earn uh <clears throat> earn points and you just pay the cards off obviously you don't want fifty thousand sure. dollars of the credit card debt and be like, but look how many points i have it's like no that's not <laughs> that's not trap. the point the yeah. point is to pay them off but instead of using a checking account or a debit card where there's zero little to zero incentive to do that. You use chase credit cards, which is what we do. Um, and so we have quite a few points nice. built up. Okay. Um, cause we haven't really gone on a trip for, for a while, but MJ one, which is that circuit. Yeah, so yeah. I just, I think would love that. it would, I don't know how it wouldn't be life-changing for him because it was damn near life-changing for mm -hmm. me. And what I mean by the whole life-changing thing based on that show, I know that sounds very dramatic and extreme, but it's just the type of, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say the type of perfection that is found yeah. in the choreography, the production, the lighting, the sound, the storyline, just the overall talent and discipline and consistency that it takes to do that show specifically. I mean, can you imagine trying to sign up for a choreographed dance that Michael Jackson did? No. Right. And, and to nail it. Oh, yeah. and by the way, sing at the same time and do acrobat. I mean, it's mind blowing. And he's obsessed with Michael Jackson's mm -hmm. music. He's starting to get more and more and more obsessed with just music in general. He's, he's into all 80s music. I love that. When we go on trips, it's 80s on 8 on Sirius XM every single time. And he's getting to the point now where he knows so many different artists, so many different songs, other songs that those artists have performed. And he'll call out all of these deep cuts. I'm like, <laughs> you know, which, which is great because I, I try to introduce him to music that isn't normally 
on the radio, yeah. right? It's like, okay, here's the top 10 Prince songs, but here's 10 that I like um, that you're not going to hear. Like there's a song by him called uh, Sometimes It Snows in April, which is about one of his friends dying. And it's like the most beautiful song ever written, like Never in my opinion, it. ever. Mm-hmm. And what's so cool about Prince, like these are the conversations we have. It's yeah. like, because I take him to jujitsu all the time, take him to cry. Like we're driving together all yeah. the time. And I know I'm going to look back on those days and I'm going to really miss that time with him where yeah. we talk music and we talk life and you know isla will join us most of the time but she just wants to hear taylor swift it's like no that's not what this trip is about we're <laughs> diving deep on music um because i do think he has a lot of interest in becoming a dj or a performer or you know something along those lines he's still in speech therapy to get that ironed out so we, everybody can hear him very clearly and maybe starting a podcast and mm-hmm. all of that stuff but um i just I, I, I think a big reason why you and I work as hard as we do and have sacrificed the things that we've sacrificed and um, it's to facilitate experiences yeah. for our family, right? It's, it's not about spoiling them. It's, it's, it's not about that. It's to me, it's strategic experiences. It's like, if we're going to spend X number of dollars on a trip, how can we walk away from that trip collectively inspired you know how great is it to and this goes for anybody out there that is an entrepreneur and you know you're in a position where uh, you're feeling good about your business or you've just you've worked really hard and you have some money set aside it's like if you have a family and certain members of your family are showing interest in a certain industry to find ways to help fuel that passion to me that it's that it's it's very um, I think cyclical, right? It's like, it's like, if you want those things to come back around to do your best and inspire your kids. And sometimes it does take some money to do that. And other times it doesn't, but I just, having been to that show, Melissa and I walked away from that show. It was the best, one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. And I just, I was so awe inspired by, I'll say discipline again, that it takes. And those guys are doing, I think, 10 shows a week. It's insane. Because I think they do two or three shows. I think it's two shows a night and it's five days a week. And I've said this before in early episodes of the podcast, I could go on and on about Cirque du Soleil. I mean, I've watched documentaries about how that came to be and how they recruit. And their whole philosophy is the performance is the easy part. Like you're practicing so much and you're nailing every bit of your quote routine that the performance is like, it's just muscle memory at that point. And and, and imagine if we had that sort of philosophy with the things that we do in business or, Mm -hmm. you know, as, as DJs, as a venue owner, it's like any email that you get or any phone call that you get or any tour that you're doing or any conflict that you are experiencing that it's not so much that you're just used to those things, but you're just, you're prepared Mm -hmm. and you're so fine tuned and your machine is so well oiled that very little can shake you. Absolutely. You don't have an emotional reaction to everything, yes. right? I don't mean not be emotional. Those are two different things. Emotionally reacting. Um, we're in an emotional business, right? There's a yeah. lot of emotion around. There's a lot of money involved, family, all of that. And I'm working really hard at that to not emotionally react to a client's, you know, if they're reacting or a request that they have or things like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I, I love to be, I mean, who doesn't love to be inspired, but there's just a certain feeling that you get. And I'm sure going on the snowmobile uh, tour, like just nature is inspiring. Oh, yeah. And I think it puts everybody's life into perspective as far as like what matters and what doesn't matter. And I have just found myself, the older our kids are getting, we have twins for those that may be listening for the first time. They're, they're eight, soon to be nine in March. It's like, I, I love being a dad. I love being a parent, but I really love being a mentor. And, and that all kind of comes with that, that parent title. Right. But, um, it's just really fun to take the time and explain different parts of life to your kids. And even if they're eight years old, I know they're able to digest it. And I know 
it's things that they will remember forever and hopefully teach their kids. Like Asher will, and I think it's the cutest thing in the world. It's like, I'll be doing a consultation uh-huh. and I have a sliding barn door on my home office and it doesn't lock. I think he actually broke the lock off by accident, but that was my fault for not securing it the right way. I can barely use a screwdriver, but anyways, there's no lock on it. And so he'll crack it just a little bit and he'll just sit and he'll listen, listen to you. Yeah. Doing consultations. I love that. And I just <laughs> I remember one time he got, I got done with the consultation and I didn't know he was out there. I, I've learned to kind of watch for signs. Yeah, I can right. see the door. Little toes sticking Yeah. Through, yeah. And like, is that the cat? <laughs> you know, Wrigley doesn't come downstairs anymore, but um, I get done with the consulta- consultation and he goes, you did a really good job, dad. <laughs> so thanks, Asher. I appreciate it. But it's like he can pick up on some of the habits oh and things that I say. I mean, that's so sweet that he's interested in what you're it's, doing yeah, and that he is. cares. I ever tell you about, um, it reminds me of a story of Jack. So it was when I still had the dessert company and we had Ashton Hill and I, we were, well, I pulled up to the dessert company. He was in the car with me and my phone was in the car. And he was staying in the car. I was like going to run in really fast. And so I ran in and was talking to somebody there. And uh, he comes in and he was like, hey, do we have such and such date open at the venue? And I was like, oh, yeah, I think so. Like I was was one of those questions where you answer it, but you're like, kind of doesn't register with you why they're asking. He's like, okay, cool. And and he went back out to the car. I come out to the car and he's like, hey, Barb, yeah, we have that date open. Uh, And I was like, he had answered my phone. And it was someone calling about the venue, oh and he took gosh. the call. I love that. And he was so like, much. you know, how can we help? I mean, and he was like eight again. And I was like, what? So I grabbed the phone, and they, the woman was like, he was so helpful. It's <laughs> so cute. And I was like, oh my God, I was like eight year old doing business. But when you're kids, I think it just, like for him to care enough to want to answer the phone to help somebody or like to him, you know, to see you do the consultations because they know. It's our passion and what we're about. I yeah. think that's really sweet. Yeah. You you just, you want to keep that going, right? Yeah. And I think it makes you want to not only work harder, but also work smarter because you want to lead by example. And I don't, I don't want them always thinking that dad was just busy all the time. Right. Right. I want them to think, you know, dad continued to learn a lot about his business and all of the things that he learned by experience, he's continuing to teach me. Mm-hmm. Because I really want them to be entrepreneurs. You know, I don't care if they go to college or not. I mean, I think there's so many opportunities. By the time they're old enough to go to college, who knows what that landscape is going to even look like. Even if they ended up going into the trades and they ended up being, you know, an electrician. I mean, I I can't see Isla doing any of those things. She was sitting in on jujitsu one day and I'm like, could you ever see yourself doing this? I mean, jujitsu, you're like nitty gritty. And I mean, it's like, it's really intense. And she's like, dad you and I both know that's not my style. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's like, she you know, knows herself. but, but she is so confident. I just, I, I, I'm not trying to go on and on about my kids, but it's like, oh, I, love it. I just, and, and being able to like, when you were talking about Jack taking a call, it's like, I, I can see that in him. Yeah. It's like, he's so charismatic. He's so smart. He's very socially aware. Yes. And it's like, yes. I don't know if you can, if you can parent that, you know, other than maybe the, watching them observe you, but it's like you have to have that part of 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 being extroverted in you. Yeah, he he. It's interesting you say that. He'll even say he likes being funny, right? He he's and incredibly. He funny. just naturally is funny. It's like I always tell him sometimes when you try to be funny, it's not yeah. you're not you're just naturally. He has said so many things. We were just talking about this at Christmas over the years, just kind of like those. Where did that come from? Like yeah. one day he said, oh my God, he's just going to die if he knows I said this. But he'll be, when he was little, we were saying somebody who was hugging somebody and he was just like, well, I'm a very physical lover. <laughs> <laughs> you're a very physical lover? I mean, you're eight. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, and I we have, have to get him on the podcast. He wants to be I'm on. I'm telling you, he I is have... He is so I, funny. He <gasps> could be a... A comedic writer or he could write mm-hmm. screenplays i'm telling you he has he has it he has that natural so thing witty and where he'll even say sometimes he's like i didn't get quite the laugh out of that i wanted like <laughs> he'll talk about an interaction so he's aware of like he wants that reaction from people yeah. he feeds off of that i was like i okay. i love that i remember 
I came in or I was, I was in your kitchen hanging out with you and we were talking whatever we were talking about. And he comes in and he's like, what's up, Mr. Worldwide? Pitbull. <laughs> I think you had sunglasses on. It was in the summertime. Mr. Worldwide? Yeah. I mean, just for him to think of that, you had sunglasses on. I remember that. I was like, dang, you're right. He does and look see, like I Pitbull. love those interactions because I don't have those very often. You know, I, I, I love, because that's, you know, going through high school, it's, it's just so different now, I think. Maybe it's not, but it's like our kids, we would, or our kids, our, my friend, like we would flip crap back and forth to each other yes. all the time and we would roast each other all the time <laughs> about about things like my buddy rob who i still keep in contact with it's like he'll still send me text messages from things like just inside jokes but yeah. it's just so funny like some of the stuff we were joking about, i think it still holds up today yeah. and i still find myself laughing about you know so that we had there's and again people that are listening i'm like this is the dumbest thing ever but i remember uh Chad Crumbaugh. We, we so we had a friend friend of ours, Kenny, who had this Honda Civic. It was a CRX, so like the tiny little Ooh, car, yeah, right? I know what those are, and yeah. he would put massive subs in the back of these things, which which was the style at the time. And it was also the style to put what sort of audio system you're rocking. So if it was an Alpine Pioneer, you know, JVC, whatever. And uh, he had Crossfire on the back of it. And every time we would see, remember the board game Crossfire? Yeah. So like every time Kenny would drive by, <laughs> Chad would do this voice. He'd go, Crossfire! It's just, it just, again, stupid, but I but hear no, that yeah. in my mind all the time. And yeah. I just cannot help but just laugh. I mean, no. it's just, Crossfire! This little car just bumping. Just, I just, I, I don't know. I, I love to I laugh. It's like we all need Same. to take more time and joke and laugh and not to take things so personally and just let it slide off your shoulders. And those are the things I like to teach the kids too. It's yeah. like you can't take things too seriously. No, don't you get, can't. whether you're playing a board. How, how are your kids growing up? Um, welcome to our podcast, by the way, where we're just all over the place, but this is what it is. Um, how were your kids like eight, nine, 10 when they were playing board games and they lost? Were they like mm, sore losers? They still are sore losers. Man, that's kind of been the vibe at our place. We'll play anything from like Uno to phase 10 or sorry. Sorry can get aggressive, you know, but it's like, sometimes it's just, it's hard to play because yeah. there's, I'm like, bro, what are you getting so mad about? Yeah. Let's make it fun. No, my kids, we love games. So we are, we like, we love playing games. Um, we played a lot of games over Christmas. My kids are both really good at chess. Uh, I am not. So Jack played me, you know, one day and it was like, oh, and then Ashton sits down and Brian sits down with him and, and they're all really good. I'm, I haven't taken the time to really learn it. Um, so they played chess, they play Pokemon. My kids, I mean, I nerds, I mean, they're nerds. I love it. I love, yeah. I always tell them, I'm like, love, they love nerdier things, right? Being nerdy is a good thing. In and it is a good thing. I t always tell them, I love that you're like quirky and different yes, and fun. Amen. So they play Pokemon cards. There's a way to play. And Jack tried to teach me and I was like. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. But they it. don't like to lose. Neither of them do. I would say Ashton handles it a little bit better than Jack does. So yeah. I don't know. And I know I'm like. And again, we do a lot of roasting, a lot of our family, like we're always giving each other crap and that's how we tease each yeah, other. And it's the best. So usually it's mostly that, but I can feel like there's this little edge of like, I want to win, you yeah, know? Yeah. 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 You know what type, I, I, you know what type of personality absolutely drives me crazy? People that are too literal. Oh, does that make yeah, sense? Right. Yeah. It's like they you can't joke around. You and, can't joke around. No. They're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or they it's not even like they don't understand the joke. It's like they just don't have time for it. They don't or they're find just it funny. They're very literal. Like yeah. I I have a really hard time communicating with really literal people. I agree. And I like do you like stupid humor? Like The Office, Absolutely. Parks and Rec. Absolutely. Anchorman. Okay. That's my jam. I love stupid yes. humor. Like Christmas vacation, you know, those that are, which I don't know if you watched that over the holiday season or not, but you need to, I love, so people that don't find that funny. Yeah. Like, I, I, can't I know. I question that's you. like, this is in some of the, 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 the humor found within the American office. Cause there's the British office mm, as well. Yeah, I've never seen that. I, I think I've seen two or three episodes and it's very much British humor, okay. which it's like, it's British humor is its own thing. thing. Mm-hmm. It's very, um, very dry, can be very dark. Like dark humor is really fun yeah. to me too. But just some of the things that 
were found within the writing of the oh office God, is the just hilarious. It's and the way they were able to cast that crew, it's mind blowing how perfect it was. Yeah. I mean, so good. Can you imagine anybody else but Dwight Schrute being Dwight Schrute? No. Like, it, there's just no way. And no. Just in some of the things that they talk about in the office, you would never be able to get away with that today. <laughs> that's the like thing. At I mean, that's all. what some of it is so funny. Michael Scott, I mean, the things that he does and says, yes. you know, you're like, stop. Have you actually said that in real life? It's, uh, um, have God, you ever watched so Parks and Rec? No, I need to. So uh, some people are like, eh. I think it starts out a little slow. I absolutely love I'll, it. I'll make it a point to do that. I absolutely it love it. Again, it's stupid humor. Amy Poehler is just the best. And then there's, I mean, a lot of other characters that develop along the way. Um, Ron Swanson. Is, yeah. I, but again, it's stupid humor and yeah. I, I love it. I, so. I go in phases in regards to like what I watch. I'll typically watch right now. I'm watching um, Hard Knocks. Uh, they're following the Miami Dolphins right now. Oh, okay. Mike McDaniel is the uh, the coach who I love. He's a huge sneakerhead too. He's always wearing oh. just crazy heat, wearing like off white stuff all the time. It's like, dude, I can't even imagine what your shoe collection <laughs> right? probably looks like. He's one of the youngest coaches in the NFL. I oh, think yeah. he's thirty something years okay. old. Okay. And then the other, uh, I think it's Sean McVay. I think. Uh, yeah. With he... The Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. Uh, I think he is yeah. the long, the youngest head coach. Um, but I love watching, uh, I love watching that, but once that's, I, I think it, it's every week cause they're following them in real time right oh, now, gotcha. okay. but just the kind of access yeah. you get all the players are mic'd and I just, I love anything, um, that follows coaches sure. around. I just, I'm very fascinated by coaches that are obviously coaching high performers. Um, it'd be really fun someday to get like Lisa Bluter on the podcast, oh you know, probably after the basketball season and just ask her like, what is it like trying to coach Caitlin Clark? Because if you, if you, and I said this with Kyle too, I think in our last podcast, but it's like, there are some people that just don't need managed, right? right? It's like how, how much coaching or management does Caitlin Clark yeah. need? Or what do they need? Right. Yeah, or you what know, do they need? What yeah, do yeah, they yeah. need? What do right. They need? Well, how do you question. work with someone like that? Who that's a great question. Skill wise, skill development, you know, but maybe they're always developing. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not an athlete. I'm yeah. a snowmobile driver now, but I'm, no, I'm not. Even, I didn't even do that. I'm a snowmobile rider. Would you have <laughs> so snowmobile? You've got the throttle, right? Mm -hmm. You press in, and then there's no brakes, right? The brakes on the left. So you would have been like this. I guess you have to be. Duh. Duh. Uh, duh. So this is so, actually you would have fit very like that's your style. That's my style. Yeah. I would have done very well had I chosen to drive. No, I just liked to ride. But yeah, I th I think that is really interesting yeah, and it is what someone again that you know at the top right uh, what do they do i feel like those people are the people who are continually pushing maybe never satisfied so how do you how do you yeah, i just that? i am i'd love trying to get in the mind of somebody that is at an extremely high level mm -hmm. with whatever they're doing yeah. whether it is a caitlin clark or a cirque de soleil performer or somebody that's been in business for 40 years and they're continuing to try new things it's like i just love love to learn what drives people i agree is All it right. is it money is it emotion is it yeah. ego is it is it none of that is it something is it to prove somebody wrong is it they had a bully in high school that they're like there's always something that's driving an individual it's like what is it what is it i think it could be a lot of things here's a question i have for you that i ponder sometimes so i know natural ability is part of especially some extreme you know yeah. skill sets but do you believe because i do if you wanted if you wanted to be in cirque du soleil right if you're like i wanted to be performing do you think you could do it if you said this is my life i'm dedicating my life every waking hour to training because i think well, I'll, I'll tell you what I think in a minute. I want to know what you think. Or if you said, I want to be, I don't know. I mean, I want to, whatever it is, name it, right? Do to a certain point, it? yes. Um, I think there's certain physical limitations. Sure. Like, could I be a center in the NBA? No. Probably like, not. you just, right. You could increase your performance in certain areas. But the fact of the matter is, if you're going up against somebody who's 6'11, 285, be tough. There's just some things that aren't physically possible. However, 
could you go from how you were as a basketball player and you put everything in um, everything and Mm -hmm. money wasn't an issue and you had the training and the nutrition and the time most importantly what does five years look like what does two years look like there would be an obvious exponential difference between the two what that difference is and how that final product looks and what you can do with it I think it would be nothing short of amazing yeah I agree I truly think again I agree there's some physical limitations um But I've been trying to tell my kids that in kind of an extreme way. Like, if you want, if you really want to do something, you could do it, right? You know, figure it out. out. Because like Jack and I were talking, I'm like, I'd asked Brian, I'm like, could could Jack be in the NFL, right? Jack doesn't want to be in the NFL. But he's like, "Mm, probably not. Because the number of people, the percentage of really good players. So we broke it down. Like, could he play college football? He's like, yeah, probably, right? From going from not playing football at all. Yep to getting on a college team. And I'm like, that's crazy to me because the thing is so many people think it's not possible for them. Now, what you have to do to get from there to there, are you willing to put that in? That's, that's the kicker, right? Do you, are you willing to put in the work? Right. And I think some of these people that we look at and go, Oh my gosh, some of it is some natural ability and just height and size and whatever, but they've put in like, I don't think there's anybody that does any of those things that took a shortcut or got there. Like, Oh, I just, Caitlin Clark's like, Oh, I just picked up a basketball and you know, I play every once in a while. I'm like, it's her life. Yeah. I think there's a percentage of God given talent and ability. Agreed. Genetics, you know, height is all genetics. Sure, Size. I mean, if you're going to play football, you got to be a bigger, there are just some people that are born a certain way. Um, but there's, millions of stories of individuals that were born a certain way and they rose above the adversity and now they're hanging with top performers because they just had to work way harder. That's, that's another thing. It's like, yeah, Caitlin Clark was, she's, she's, she is a solid six foot cause I've, I've met her and Mm -hmm. yeah, she is, she's all of six foot, which that's tall for a female. Yeah. Um, but you know, imagine how many three point shots she's taken in her life and how, how much she's practicing. And, you know, Kobe Bryant was the same way. And the list goes on and on as far as athletes go, but you look at, uh, let's, let's do just a completely different, like, um, might be a stupid example, but like Ryan Seacrest, Mm -hmm. he can put a microphone in his hand and that dude can host anything, Mm -hmm. anywhere, anytime. Yeah. Okay, yes, there's some natural ability that he has. His voice sounds a certain way. But the level of swagger and his vocal cadence and his confidence and his ability to um, kind of emulate himself a certain way that he knows will resonate with viewers, like that stuff is all trained, right? And it's like imagine those that are like, okay, I'm really scared to speak in public to train yourself and to, to, to be coached in a way that you can get to a, a much higher level. That, yes. and, and, and to your entire point, I think people are very dismissive of what their potential is. Absolutely. They don't, I, I think, I don't know, you know, sometimes it may come from lack of self-confidence. I think a lot of it, if I'm being honest with myself too, it comes from, I don't think of myself as a lazy person. Right. But to if you really wanted to make exponential growth in something, I'm talking exponential, like what would it take? Right. If I wanted to be a bodybuilder, you and I are both working on our health and fitness yeah, journeys. We send so. each other pictures of our dinners last night. Yeah. Keep Fine. each other accountable. You know, if I I could do it, I could be a comp I could do it. Do I am I do I want to put is it like burning a fire in me to put in that work that I need to? to do it, to get there. I, you know, no, probably not. And it, it just, it has to be something you want to do. Yes. It's, it's the same conversation individuals have with, with, with those that are trying to quit smoking or quit drinking right back when I was drinking heavily and I knew it was turning into a problem. It, it, when somebody says, Hey man, you're drinking quite a bit, you, you might have a drinking problem or, if Melissa made a comment or a family member made a comment, 
they weren't being rude about it, but they were just being obviously observant of like, hey, man, like drink a lot. Until I wanted to Mm -hmm. quit, it doesn't matter. So if somebody says you really need to clean up your diet or um, you really need to clean up your overall lifestyle, you need to quit smoking, you need to quit doing this. Depending on who that's coming from, there is a level of like, yeah, you're, you're probably right. And maybe those kind of all add to the decision. But until you wake up and say, I want to quit, it just, Ben, ben Affleck had a great um, uh, response to Howard Stern. And Howard Stern asked him about what was it like getting sober? And it's like his, his response to that was to a T what I would have said. It's like until you wake up and you realize what's at stake and you start to weigh the risk reward mm-hmm. and you realize the risk is outweighing any sort of reward, there's something that finally clicks where it's like a light switch. Yeah. And same thing with like diet or, you know, I'm sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. It's like I know eating cookies at two o'clock in the morning before I go to bed is giving me heartburn. That's how you can tell I'm getting older. It's like I'm getting heartburn, heartburn. when I'm chocolate and stuff. It's like, I'm just, I don't want that anymore. No, I don't need it. it. I don't want it. And you can turn that decision-making into anything you want it to be. And I think we also live in a world where a lot of influencers are capitalizing and kind of exploiting a lot of different things when it comes to specifically diet, nutrition, supplement companies, and all these things where you don't necessarily need the things that they're selling, but they know that they're going to catch you at a weak moment. And with the right kind of marketing strategy, they're going to talk you into doing something that is of much more benefit to the supplement company than it will ever be for you. When in reality, all you needed to do was cut out this, this, and this, do more cardio, and you're going to be just fine. Yeah. But until you make that decision, you're being bombarded online with so many distractions and so many opinions. It's a you game. I mean, it it's really is. Game. Yeah, it is. It's and and bi- our businesses are the same way. Yeah. I mean, I I don't really um I don't know, not that I'm not you know, sympathetic or you know, but I I think if you want something in your business, you want something to change in your life, your business, whatever you, you have to be honest with yourself if you really, really want it. Cause if I think like we just said, almost anything is possible short of a few physical <laughs> limitations or, or age or, you know, just restrictions or something, you know, you might be too old to actually do. And you know, I can't be in the military. Right. right. I don't think, can I, I don't think, so. I don't know. I'm not going, but, um, you know, I Navy mean, seal perhaps <laughs> have you seen, have you seen those, camps you can go to. So it's like you, you pay a lot of money. It's, it's, it's weird, but it would be really interesting to do is you sign up and you go through, it's like a week training camp of what the Navy SEALs do. I see. I think physical challenges are super cool. I really do. I am not in great physical shape today, but I'm working on it. I love physical challenges, but in my mind, maybe this is a seven. I'm like, I could, I don't mean I could go do that today, but I'm like, I could work to, I could go do that. Like, and I would love to challenge myself. Yeah. Physically. Yeah. I don't know. Navy SEAL they might be a little. so intense. I, I got a buddy who was. A little much. Army Special Forces, and he's so humble and, you know, he'll get into some stories if you, if you ask him, but he, the, the, just the little bit of insight that he gave me of what some of his training looked like was unbelievable. It's like to, to give you just a quick idea of what I'm talking about here, they were getting ready to go against enemy forces. And so they did this combat training exercise and several individuals broke their arms. They're like, that's just, I mean, that's just part of the training. Like, you know, breaking your wrist, breaking your finger. It's like, it's just part of it. Like, sorry that happened, but it's like, you know, what do you think is going to happen? Like there's just no mercy. There's just no, no excuses, no mercy. It's like you either make it or you don't Navy SEALs. It's like, like the SEAL teams. It's like you either make it or you don't, this is life and death. And so everything we're doing right now 
is all for a purpose. I don't want to hear any, yeah, it's going to suck waking up at three o'clock in the morning and go sitting in a freezing cold ocean for hours. Then the tide comes over you, you're sandy, you're gross. Oh, and then by the way, you're going to go run five more miles after that. It's like, no, I couldn't do that. These are the situations you're, so. But you're right, because for them, it is life and death, right? Am I going to die on this mission or am I going to live? I'm going to be skilled and prepared. You know, it's there's just, there's, yeah, there's just so many levels to this life that, that, that's what that's is the most so fascinating cool. to me is like, we live in such an amazing world. We live in such an amazing time right now where there's, there's evil everywhere and there's craziness happening every single day. But if you choose to bring on the right challenges in your life and you embrace what your potential could be, um, there's a lot you, you, you can control your own narrative. Mm-hmm. I believe you can. Yeah. yeah. I, I believe, and I believe things happen to people that we can't control, but you can decide how you respond, yeah. you know? And, uh, I agree, man. I don't know. This feels just like our new year pump you up. Yeah. Yeah. Philosophy podcast. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I just, I think it's, it's fun to talk about these it things with fun. you and, and as people are going into this new year, it's such a, cliche to say, you know, new year, new me, or I just, I, I really, I hope and I pray for those that are are watching and, and listening that this is the time you decide to make the changes because you want to make the, there you, yeah. as we could sit here for four more hours and, you know, hoot and holler and give you all a pep rally, but just know there's a lot of different things that we've decided we're not going to do anymore or things that we've decided we are going to start doing. And this is the time because we know life is so short. There's so many things in life you cannot control. And, you know, when Melissa got sick and we were in the hospital for a week, it's like there, there are certain signs that I believe God gives you that not only put things into perspective, but it allows you to really figure out, identify and recognize your priorities. Mm-hmm. And the longer you go ignoring those things, the harder of a life you're going to have. Yeah. Keep putting them back in front of you yeah. until you listen. Right? Yeah. Keep knocking yeah. you upside the head until absolutely uh, you listen. I think people are ignore things sometimes. Uh, I agree. I think you know whatever it is that you want. This twelve months are going to go fast, and it's worth living a, a joyful, peaceful, exciting, adventurous, fulfilling life. Yeah. And don't let twelve months slide by without doing those things. And you know, and and. making the changes you want so that, you know, you can, I heard a great question on a podcast I listened to yesterday. It's like, okay, fast forward to December 31st. What do you want to have been true? You know, Mm -hmm. what do you want? And it doesn't have to be, it could be anything, right? Um, Maybe for some people it's taking less business, right? Maybe for some people it's slowing down for maybe it's some people going harder. It's, it doesn't have to be the same for everybody, right? right? Right. It's whatever's just going to make this life, uh, what you want it to be. I think we have control over yep. that. Totally agree. Totally awesome. agree. Well, I, yeah, I, this was a fun podcast. This was fun. It was really fun. Yeah, yeah. It still feels like a podcast conversation that should be happening early on in the year. Yeah. We just are here to share. We've talked a lot about, you know, what we want to share and, and what we want this year to look like. And it's just being our authentic selves and sharing the real things that we're going through and, Things that we figured out that have helped us in our business, in our yep. life, what we're up to. Because um, we know you're all experiencing a lot of the same things. So yeah. we're glad you're along for the ride. Yes. Thank you all so much. And we will see you next 